Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These beasts live on ash. They feed on death. There's no middle ground. Not for them. Not for us. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Underrated Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss films that are underrated, underappreciated, and ones that have slipped under the radar and passed most people by. We are the Undercast Company, made up of myself, Derek McDuff, as well as my lovely co-hosts, Alan Torres. Hey, what's up everybody? And Ariel Ortiz. Hello! Today we are going to be looking at a 2002 film, uh, Reign of Fire, a post-apocalyptic film where the apocalypse is caused by dragons. Uh, the film directed by Rob Bowman, uh, written by uh, Matt Greenberg, Greg Chabot, and Kevin Petraka. And it stars, of course, Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, so this was my pick. Uh, I kind of, I feel like recently I've been picking a lot of films that were a little bit, you know, highbrow, maybe a little pretentious. Um, so, you know, I felt like, you know, I just want to make, pick a good, just down to earth, maybe a little bit dumb, but still fun, just kind of action movie that is, is not the highest entertainment, but for me at least was still a lot of fun. Before I get too much into it, I want to kick it to you guys. Uh, what did you guys think about Reign of Fire? Oh, no, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this is like the one yeah. of the best McConaughey. I think this is my favorite McConaughey outing of all time. Oh, he wow. just played this awesome like McConaughey, just only McConaughey could play kind of character. And I really like Christian Bale. It just play. I, we, we've talked about it on this show before, but but my favorite out of the the third terminator movies is the christian bale one and and um and for that reason it was just kind of like he's he plays a really good like post-apocalyptic leader with this and and i i really enjoyed it's just such a creative story to be a post-apocalyptic is dragons like it's Mm -hmm. just flat out on the level of of post-apocalyptic idea as as doom with doom being hell hell coming and all these hell spawns uh, i really felt like it's definitely in the last battle in in london that that this movie lent itself and would have been w- would be an awesome concept for a video game as well because the mm-hmm. the last parts just felt really like a video game like it was them like just dead dark souls or, or things along that line of fighting this 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 big boss being in their terrain um skyrim is funny <laughs> skyrim, enough very yeah. similar yeah yeah for sure for sure well i mean yeah because skyrim lends itself to the to the um to the dragons and stuff like that but then i also really enjoyed like there was just i mean it is an off the cuff movie, but it's such an enjoyable movie that that and it, yeah, it's not gonna be like any 
highbrow movie critic or darling or anything like that but it's such an incredibly enjoyable movie the movie that got got recommended to me afterwards which which was like a very perfect like choice because i felt like it was just along the lines of like the feelings that this movie gave me was um top gun maverick because this Mm. movie and top gun maverick just give me that let's just fucking go kind of kind (laughs) of mentality of just like you know the uh, one of my favorite memes of like is like i want to go to war i want a lightsaber i'm a man i i just like love movies and movies that get me that pumped up and stuff and this movie just totally like gets you pumped up it just it just is it was a sim in its core a simple movie but didn't like overstay its welcome it's very much like an hour and about an hour and 40 minutes of a movie yeah where, um so very w- well paced and um i really did enjoy that even with that like kind of short time they like and and well pacing you get the beginning of of the whole apocalypse and like and i really i even though like it, it 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 did kind of contribute to the end in the story and him like knowing like oh uh, he saw the first dragon he it was the male dragon like the male dragon like awoke everything and there's only one I really like that concept as well but one of the things that I was like oh I thought that would play in more a little bit more was like how he he got like blind not blind but like he got his eyes like messed up mm-hmm. um at the beginning and i really was like oh is this gonna be like a when that happened i was like is this gonna be like a riddick situation of of him like being able to see like differently or something like that or like kind of see like how the drag which was an awesome concept as well of how the dragons lo- saw it was very like um predator in That's a way what i thought too yeah mm-hmm. yeah but and but it really played awesome as well because like it's it's mainly kind of like yeah played into like a heat signature and and it and ultimately like Christian Bale's character ended up using that to his advantage because of um because he kind of used the heat like to hide himself to be able to shoot the arrow at the end to kill to kill the male and yeah it was just really awesome concept of of like even from like a kind of tying it to biology as well as like this kind of like oh yeah like you know this this one species they're mainly female and then they lay eggs and then the male just comes and like spreads you know his seed over everything and i i don't know why it hadn't happened like before maybe it's just the gestations of of you know dragons like i mean like it, 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 they, I, I like that they didn't explain, get too deep with it. Yeah, but, but they yeah, give you it, just enough info for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was just so thoroughly enjoyable. Um, yeah. you know, had you, you seen it before? Or? I hadn't seen it. I've heard, I've known of it, of course, yeah. but I yeah. hadn't seen it before. And yeah, it was just like uh, you, even like the whole like Christian Bale and, and Jared Butler. I was very surprised to see Jared Butler here. But, yeah, Jerry Butler. Um, don't say that. That's a weird way to say his name. Everybody calls him Terry Butts. Who? Awesome. No, nobody. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard it. 
Alan, have you heard Jerry Butts, or is this a construct of out of Derek's I've, imagination? I've never heard it. I've never yeah, heard Jerry you. Butts. But you in the know, it's not my fault. You guys, I did not come up with that. That is no, that's but not. man, thing. <laughs> no, no, it's silly. Uh, uh, we'll we'll have to look it up. Um, out, uh, you know, audience out there, just, just validate if you whichever yes, is right. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Jerry Butts Nation, rise up. Mm. It sounds like a letterbox thing, and I bet if I it if I really like a, reviews... a, white, a white person's letterbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was kidding, uh, but yeah, like uh, their their like friendship was just so you get it from the start. It's really I really enjoyed that. I loved how they kind of um, kind of ha- it, it it made it so heartbreaking. Like he's hardly in the movie, but like once he it, when he dies, it's such a heartbreaking moment, and then. Which that that just impressed me a lot with the relationships in this movie and these characters. Like they just like they splat they literally like splash onto the scene and and you just like know exactly you know what what you're dealing with. I think McConaughey just being McConaughey, you like know exactly what the what's when he comes in. They did do a really good job establishing the relationship too that that Jerry the Butler and uh, Christian Bale have when they have that scene where they're ripping off Star Wars and he's like, "Yes, I oh, did yeah. that." That's so that you're like, "Okay, I know everything I need to know about these guys. We're good." Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, like they they were like, uh, and then that too, like you get uh, just think about it now, just like the subtle world building of like you get you know from the the beginning with with Christian Bale's character as as a kid that he is really smart because you get that scene of him like essentially like he got into like what you could assume is a prestige school if it needs like a a scholarship or something like that so you know that he's smart kind of thing like so it, i really like those building blocks in there um there was a few things of like when matthew mcconaughey's crew came in and then and then like jared butler's like oh the, the they're Americans. I'm like, how could they have known? And then, and then Matthew had a McConaughey. Patch, had a patch. That's the thing. He comes out fully, and he has a big ass patch and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, like, like I said, the way the McConaughey went out is like, I was in that moment. I was like, this is my favorite McConaughey portrayal. Like, this is the most McConaughey that McConaughey could get. He's he's like full of wisdom. Because he just has all these like very deep thoughts and stuff <laughs> like that, he is very suave with, uh, but respectful to 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 women around him. You know, specifically Alex. Like he, you get the sense like he has the highest regard for her, and he's not condescending to her. And he like literally like he, like flat out says like I trust her with my life kind of thing. And then and then and then like with the whole um with the flask. First off, at the end, he pulls out the flask out of nowhere, and I was like, that's so McConaughey. But then for the flask to be filled with water is just, like, it just adds on and it adds on until that final moment where he, like, you know, just charges at this at this dragon with the freaking Vi- with Viking tattoos and a Viking battle axe and just goes charging in just the way that you would expect McCona- Matthew McConaughey to charge at an actual dragon, you know, kind of thing. And it, it, it's just, it's just beauty. You know, this, I, I, I just love this movie and, and it's really awesome. Like it, it, yeah, it's just an awesome, like just badass movie that you should be turned into a game for sure. And nice. yeah. yeah. Alan, how about you? 
Well, I finally finished it. <laughs> I, I <laughs> have been trying to watch this movie for like two decades, <laughs> and I always fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like a really good action movie, but for some reason, it just puts me out. It always makes me go to sleep. Not because it's boring or anything, but for some reason, there's like this weird like sweat knocked out. Yeah, I think you just like with with action movies, you just have a calming. You get just get a calming sense about you. Yeah. I think this has happened like at a few action movies that we've watched in theaters. Like you're like yes, <laughs> like you like kind of like get sleepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, and this t- I, I actually did get sleepy again with this one, but I was like, no, no, stay awake, and then I almost fell asleep after. But no, I dug it. I, I dug it. It's uh, it's. It's for sure. Um, I don't know. Did we mention it on this podcast, or did we mention it when we were guests on another one? But I remember we made a unofficial kind of tag for it, I guess. And this would be like an FX movie for sure. Like, <laughs> right. you know, mm-hmm. totally, you know, FX mm-hmm. type of movie you would. I'm pretty see, sure this like, was on FX. A shit yeah. Back in the yeah day. Oh yeah. Because I remember renting it, and then I'm pretty sure I tried watching it again on FX or something, and I fell asleep again. But Anyways, it's definitely a fun movie, entertaining for sure. Uh, I for the longest time, yeah, I always felt like this was kind of an underrated movie, and it, it's pretty unique too because instead of you know, years after the movie came out, we started getting like a fuck ton of apocalypse films, post-apocalyptic films, which eighty percent of them were like zombies. And, and Star Gerard Butler. Or Star Gerard yeah. Butler. <laughs> or, the, or, or the world was going to die, or something was happening. Like, something was always like, oh, the world's going to die. But um, it's cool that instead, this time, it's dragons. Like, dragons are, are the reason we're living in this world, or they're living in this world. And yeah, it, it you know, like Ariel said, it hit a lot of things. It, it did a good job of, like, building its world and, you know, building the characters up. So you understand the relationship and everything. Like it, it's just a solid film, and entertaining as hell. And it's dragons. You don't see dragons as much. You know, your dragons are always kind of usually used as like a just a quick little like you know monster to fight for a little bit, or you know it's the final boss or something. But it's very not commonly used. I know you know we just got Dungeons and Dragons came out not recently. Um, do they have, have any dragons in it? I haven't two, seen it. Two dragons. There you go. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, were they like the final boss, or were they like the whole... It looks no, like in the mid, was... middle of it. And then I guess the yeah. stone one at the end, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so, so it was it, like, yeah. essentially... And that one that destroyed a battlefield, and then the other one that was like hoarding treasure. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, one was chunky, and it was great, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still need to see it. It, lo- it looks like a lot of yeah, fun. It's, but... it's, mm-hmm. it's really great. But yeah, this one though, yeah, like I said, like it, it's kind of cool that like a dragon dragons were like in the forefront. And it's funny that Ariel, you said you got Top Gun Maverick as a suggestion. Yeah. Mine was uh, Dragonheart, which I awesome. was obsessed. That was with. mine uh-huh. too. Yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with it as a kid, and I was like, "Damn, that that's that's pretty funny." But I still wonder if that one that that film's like graphics and CGI hold up because it's a little it's a little then, rough. It it's a little rough as well as this one. This one like had really good graphics even today yeah. standards. This one it, it held up pretty well. I, I liked uh, you know I, I liked the dead dragon practical effects that they had, uh, which was pretty awesome. So yeah, I mean solid film and 
yeah, intense performance by Matthew McConaughey. You know, even back then, I think I really liked him. He was like one of my favorite characters of the film. I mean, honestly, all three, you know, the the, the mm-hmm. main dudes were all great. Yeah, I think the only other performance by Matthew McConaughey that's like is intense and wild would be, I think it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, where <laughs> he's just fucking bonkers. I've only seen mm-hmm. parts of it. Uh, so, so I think it was like on HBO or something long, long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just like jump in and I'm like, what the fuck? Is that Matthew McConaughey? And he's just balls to the wall bonkers. Like th- yeah. this one was more of a calm, oh, yeah. like intense Matthew McConaughey. Like I would like to see those two versions fight it out. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. D- what about you, Derek? Yeah, no, I obviously I love this film. I think it's such a, it's just like, like a great concept for a movie. This is it's like, you know, all the time you see movies are like, wow, that's such a cool concept for a movie. And they didn't deliver. But this time they totally did. Like, it's so simple. It's just like, it's such a brilliant idea. Like there's a post-apocalypse. What caused it? Dragons. So you take this fantasy trope and you put it into a grungy kind of sci-fi, like low sci-fi, light sci-fi setting. And they run with it. It's like you said, it's a clean, like little over a hundred minutes or so. And it just kind of hits all of the beats with giving you everything you need to know, doing some really cool world building, just kind of explaining. They do that montage at the beginning, like, hey, this is how it happened. Just give you all the facts very quickly. You get a little bit of info, just stuff about like, remember the rogue marine, like just uh, just enough info to you to like be like, all right, this world makes sense. But we're not like getting way too deep into the mythology. But it does all that really well. It also builds everything very, very well. I, I you kind of forget like what when I went back and watched this, I was like, oh, McConaughey doesn't come into this movie for a minute. Like he doesn't show up to like the thirty minute mark. Like he's not even in the first act at all. It's kind of just there establishing the setting and then the the castle that they live in, which is really cool. Once again. uh, fantasy setting supplanted into a sci-fi world really cool the way they kind of do that and you know you're getting to know all of these different characters and building up the stakes that like dragons are dangerous and then you have these really tough characters come in led by this almost 80s style action hero kind of performance from mcconaughey he's he's just this really like McConaughey is more ripped than you've ever seen him. Like, he's got the shaved head. He's chomping a cigar like he's Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. And he just comes in. And you're like, oh, these guys are, like, the most badass guys ever. And you see them take on a dragon. You see, like, how hard it is. And then, you know, you have everyone celebrating. And they're like, cool. And he's like, we lost two people. This is never going to be. And so it establishes, like, how dangerous just a dragon are. And you can beat them. It gives you, like... The, the hope, like, yeah, these kids are going to be beaten, but there's there's stakes. And then the end of the movie, you go into really being like, okay, there is a way to defeat all of the dragons, theoretically, but now it's just the three of us because the rest got taken out, and it's by this big eye. I, I, that scene where, like, by the way, brilliant to, just like Nope does, to be like, oh, we have to do this at magic hour, because it makes, that's why I think it holds up so well, is because... Everything is kind of dark. It's kind of like fuzzy. It's not in bright daylight like the Sean Connery dragon. It's the same reason Alien works is because everything's in the shadows. It, that's why, it, even though it's 2002 graphics, it holds up really well. But it sets the stakes perfectly for the final showdown, the final battle with this the big dragon. And you see him just silhouetted against the sky, how huge he looks 
to all the tiny like we just saw this huge dragon that thing is tiny compared to the dragon they're gonna have to kill now and the way they use like all the physical geography in that last fight is so perfect and so interesting like you said ariel it's really cool the way they use the biology not just for like explaining how dragons came back but how they shoot fire they do it like it's like a scientific thing that's like they make napalm essentially with their mouth by combining these two chemicals in their breath i thought that was really smart and then you mentioned it ariel but i love 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 the moment when mcconaughey is jumping through the air like fucking gimli with his axe i remember the first time i saw it i was like oh is this how they're gonna end it this is so cliched and cheesy but then it's just like, no, chomp. It just straight up eats them out of the air. And like, oh, shit. You're like, that is so great. Because they are just taking, they're giving you this trope and they're subverting it. And I think that's what the movie does very well. Is that they give you this character that is a more kind of sensitive, down-to-earth leader character. Somebody that we would see in an action movie today. And then about a you know, third of the way through, they introduce this more traditional gung-ho 80s style ripped action dude and kind of have them butt heads throughout all the second act and then in the third act you show that this old style action hero the his his method of jumping at it with an axe does not work and the smart thinking hero he has to outsmart it just like in predator he you're not going to be able to beat this thing physically you're going to have to outthink it and that's really where our action heroes have gone if you like do a through line from like the action heroes of the 80s the rambos the, like all that stuff to the action heroes now your john wicks and everything you've really seen a transformation and this coming out in 2002 is right at that transition point and to give us like both of those heroes and have their kind of philosophies go up against each other i think is very fascinating and very reminiscent of like this time period and unfortunately i don't think that you could like there's still stuff like this that comes out like 65 comes to mind where it's just like a kai concept action movie with some names and not tied to any ip but they're becoming rarer and rarer so it's really cool to see something like this that might not have gotten made today mm-hmm no, yeah, I agree. I feel like nowadays it's kind of tough. But you know what? I can see this being made into like a series, like rebooted into mm-hmm. like a, a cool little series. Uh, they can expand on the lore and they can expand on like the biology and everything of the dragons. I, I can totally see this being spun into that, which I'm very surprised it hasn't yet. Yeah, because I don't every time because I've, I've, I've I don't know many people who've seen it. But the people that are like, you know, when it got brought up or anything, people usually go, oh, they're always very fond of the film. So I totally see this being rocked. Uh, reboot film-wise, I feel like it might be a hard sell nowadays. I think right now we're still in the superhero kind of um, IP-driven, previously known IP-driven kind of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's just there's just like a a burnout of of post apocalyptic movies That's in general, true. specifically yeah. because of of the whole um, yeah. pandemic the as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pandemic overall, yeah. like I think I mean, like a yeah, I think now we're like like you guys were saying, like in a much more franchise driven era, where it's like the early two thousands felt like a very 
concept-driven era where somebody would be like, oh, here's a concept I have. It's X meets Y. Or it's like, you know, there was, there was like Die Hard on a whatever. Like they kept making Die Hard on a bus, Die Hard on a ship, you know, Die Hard in a whatever. Uh, but it's, and that has been cut. As far as action movies go, that was very dominant for about 10 to 20 years. And I feel like that has really been pro- replaced by what property do we own that we could make an action movie out of? So it's just mm-hmm. a entirely different landscape now. And we did lose something, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. It. I think just overall having these just out of nowhere kind of action movies are, are something that that would don't don't oversaturate the market, but just have them happen every so often would be would be kind of cool. Just because, and, and not like with with the budget to to behind it, you know, like mm-hmm. because I know these these movies still exist that that but they're like you know very low budget you know direct to, D, to dvd kind of movies and stuff or streaming but but yeah just these kind of like just well quality like action movies that are it, it's a really cool concept to have like fantasy and modern day kind of things mixed mixed together and and um it's a pretty cool concept overall, and and I think it's something that that should be played around with a lot more than than it has been. Yeah, and you guys know that I absolutely love when genre conventions get combined like this. So I think, and they did a really good job with balancing the the you know having the the aesthetics of a fantasy thing, but putting it in this more gritty like the road kind of world and just i love the drag with like the tattered wings and everything it was so good mm-hmm. yeah i think it still exists kind of i would say more so in the kids young adults element i know that like disney has a has like a high fantasy but modern age kind of like stories that they that uh, are um television series on disney plus that that lends into that as well with that high fantasy. Also, um, the Spider Chronicles are is getting a remake with the with the series coming out as well, and that's very much like a high fantasy, but like in in the in actual reality, well, actual reality kind of like um mm-hmm. thing. But but yeah, like it, it definitely could be done more so in in an, an adult era, and like I think maybe hopefully like the embrace of of like dungeons and dragons um movie and things like that might lend itself um even like if they were to redo like doom but in the right way kind of thing it, it which i think they might be yeah um would, and we're would in a renaissance of well. video good video game movies too you know mm-hmm. and adaptations well, yeah more so like adaptation television like adaptation yeah. it would be really awesome if this movie became a series for sure I'd watch it. Just delving more into like that history and stuff. Or like, you know, like I think like I think a director writer that that could pull this off and has like kind of pulled off this kind of thing in recent history would be like Bon Joo would be a really good like writer director to do like a movie kinda like like this. That's kinda or or Guillermo del Toro as well well, like there you know, the two sides of the same coin in my opinion. And to do this high fantasy, but like modern day kind of thing, like you kind of get that sense with like Bonju Ho's movies of like Ojai and and Snowpiercer in a way. And so I think that he, him or, or Guillermo del Toro 
might be able to kind of like pull out a movie that would be in line with this movie that it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still need to say Yokcha. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I know. uh, Before we before we wrap up, guys, uh, you know, because I I think we all did really enjoy this. Um, like any any final thoughts on um Reign of Fire? Mm, Just an enjoyable movie. That it's like you know, if you want to like get a feel pumped up and and like just have a good time with the movie definitely a recommended movie to watch yeah yeah i mean definitely yeah it's it's a fun movie entertaining also a, a good movie if you're doing chores or something you just want to have something <laughs> sure in the background no but like to, mm-hmm. i feel like it's one of those like you can just have it on and you can enjoy it you know it's it's entertaining. It gets the job done, and yeah, totally, yeah. totally mm-hmm. fun. And um, like to see more movies like this, more more dragon centered films. Yeah, like yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I, you know, I think coming out in two thousand two, like I already touched on how it really utilized the kind of lighting and everything to make the dragons look good, so that it hides to maybe some of the imperfections and of CG that we would all see, but it also uses a lot of practical stuff in this. Like, when Christian Bale is checking out that dragon, it's just, like, all gnarled, oh, and its yeah. wing is broken, and he gets the egg, and it's all there and real. It was just, like... I just had this moment where it's, like, it's so good to fucking see something like this, because you would never see, mm. a, like, a real dragon like this, or you might, but, like, not often, where it's just, like, it looked so good, and the fact that they created this dragon for, like, what was, like, not ver- a very long scene, it was, like, Jurassic Park or something, where it's, like, oh, it's so cool that they were still... They were still doing this this at the time, so yeah, I I, I really dug that, um, and I and I really I really dug the the movie overall. And one thing, other thing I wanted to say is, um, just question: Do you guys know when this movie is set? Uh, is it kind of well? I'm uh, trying to think of like, yeah, I think it would, it has to be like kind of modern day. If we're kind of like going with like. Like well, I'll the... tell you the year because okay. it's, it's it starts it starts in the year it came out, which is two thousand two, but then it jumps ahead. Oh, 18 years to 2020. Yeah, so oh, I'm like, okay. this seems like a better apocalypse than the one we actually got in 2020. I'll just say that. Of course, well, this movie was said in 2020, because why mm-hmm. wouldn't it be? Well, well, really, I was kind of hoping that it would be kind of like starting, like when he was a kid, it was like maybe the early 90s, just so he could like, be a little bit more believable with like the artillery. The, unless like the dragons, which if they, they seem, especially the male dragon, Seems to have a high intelligence, unless like they, they like just flat out just tacked the art- artillery, then it would be a little bit more believable. I think it was just like that was the only like far fetched thing, and and it made it a little bit more believable if like the the whole like first appearance of the dragons like happened in the nineties, because then it's like okay, we don't have like the just me being like you know the 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 um military slight historian that i am especially when it comes to aircrafts and airplanes i was like we would have stuff to especially see, what, in like the early 2000s like we would have stuff to take down these things these see that's things. what i kind of like, like yeah. it's implied that we that like it was kind of more people and their reactions to it that like ended up ending the world even as much as or more so than the dragons like when they talk about the rogue marines mm-hmm. and how they blew up half the world and how basically people were yeah. nuking stuff so I, I thought that was an interesting wrinkle yeah. um and it's, it's one of those things it's like you know, i don't know i don't know if it makes too much of a difference that it was would have been said in 2002 yeah. or 97 but because well, at, at this point at this point it would have been 
Yeah. You know. Kinda, sort of, look, but look, I mean, look how Ariel, you're thinking of I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's like a. You have the F-18s, you have the F-22s, you have the F-22 Raptors. Ariel, at this Ariel point. it's like you know, it's you could, you it's could like kill somebody. It. I saw this meme them. and it was just like Star Wars fans when they first hear about. I'm sorry, when they first hear about 9/11, they're just like, "Well, what? That doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't they just do that to every building? You know, like it's just like the thing of like when you apply like movie logic to real life. You know, it's you know, it's not always going to light up. But well, the thing is, you know what? I don't. I, I I can see something like this happening, where just too many stupid people, too many people just being like dragons. Nah, I don't yeah. believe it. Yeah, nah, that's the one. It's I fine. Could, don't I send could, out nothing. And I then could believe it. Get destroyed, that's you know? the thing. That yeah. yeah, that's the thing that I could like believe. Mm-hmm. If like it's like they they took too long to react. Mm-hmm. The dragons, like they couldn't scramble. Yeah, the, the dragons are just a, a just a and then the, the dragons. Well, I mean, the dragons like yeah, seem to have to have like a very high intelligence. So, like, I would think that, like, see, and then, like, yeah, they track back to the areas. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you send if you send like a squadron over, they'll track back track that back to to you know to the yeah. um aircraft character carrier, and then it does. Yeah, they do have like napalm breath, which is a high yeah. you know a higher explosive, and then you just hit one. One of those F twenty two Raptors, and you and explode it. You yeah. You well, I think like Alan said, so, yeah. you know, look at the way that the world reacted to fucking COVID, and you know, apply that to mm-hmm. dragons, and it makes sense. It honestly does. Look at zombies. Look at zombie yeah. movies. It always mm-hmm. happens because you know, like the the only time I think I've ever seen where they try to contain something in fiction with zombies was like Resident Evil. You know when they nuked the Raccoon City and everything, and even then. Something happens. Mm-hmm. Something still gets out of the way. Something escapes. You know, there's there's people who are you, like, you can't, I'm you can't bring this, this up to me because, like, I, I'm I'm just I just have too many like real life kind of connections to to this stuff that it's like I could just go off of like you know virus or infinite dragons are finite moment things. So I I don't want to get into it. I just kind of like um, that's not. I was just, just trying to make. A, I was just kind of say. Of course, this happened in 2020, you know, when every fucking thing wrong mm-hmm. in the world happened. And also, no, and yeah, also yeah. like, we randomly covered a lot of movies that came out, quote unquote, in the future that happened in, like, 2019 or 2020. Like, I think this is, like, the third or fourth one. So it's just, like, a weird trend mm-hmm. that's been happening on this show. It, it's just, 2020 is just, just, like, was the round number, you know, kind of thing. So... So of course, it's a solid you know, number. Yeah, yeah it's a I think solid there was like a number. bunch of stuff. Like, like what Tormare Salvation was like in 2019, and like the island was in 2019. So I don't know. Well, his that that kind of leads into like the dawn of the dawn of a new like decade kind of thing. Like it's the future, but then we don't want it like as like a decade. But so, it's, but we wanted to represent the dawn of a decade. So like, okay, 2019 kind of thing. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be that they thinking. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm glad you guys liked it. I was I was honestly pretty nervous, like, cause I was just like, oh yeah, this movie that like a lot of people seem not to like. It did not do critics didn't like it. It did not do with well with audiences. Really bad at the box office and hasn't really been reclaimed. I feel like by a lot of communities online. So I'm really glad you guys are on the same page as me, cause I always have a blast watching this movie. It's one of those just like sit down and watch a good fun action movie. So so thank you guys uh, for for watching it and uh, and talking about it and joining with me. But yeah, thank you everyone out there for listening. Uh, as we were saying at the top, we are the Undercast Company. Uh, we do this podcast along with a couple other podcasts. Ariel, I uh, want you to mention your podcast you've never seen to the good people. 
Mm-hmm. I on um, you've never seen. We discuss milk movies that are a part of cinematic history or pop culture that either myself or my guests have never seen, and we discuss the movie after mine or their first time watching the movie. Yep, yep. And uh, I also do another podcast with my friend Damien called Can I Say Something, where it's just kind of a more conversational what have we been watching that week uh, type show. Uh, and then I've been guesting on a couple of podcasts recently. Just want to shout out, uh, go check out um, my guest appearance on, I'm going to be on Real Chums coming up. I'm not sure if that's out by the time this one comes out. I think it may be the day after. Uh, and then also uh, check me out on Common Ride with me. I've been on a couple bonus episodes of that recently, uh, including one we got to talk about the original Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, so I had a lot of fun with that. But yeah, check us out on all the social medias on Undercast Company. We also have our Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, including full episodes of stuff that wouldn't make sense to reco- uh, review or talk about here. And check us out. We also have our TikTok now, where we've been doing our episodes of Microdose, where it's just kind of more short review, burst reviews of stuff that's a little bit more recent. We've all done a couple of those recently, and those are a lot of fun. So check us out all the places. Give us a good review here if you would be so kind. Five stars helps us out getting noticed quite a bit. Uh, until next time, I'll see you guys all in another life. Bye. Thanks for playing music. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>